0: Express yourself Express yourself You don't Never need help From no
1: Alright, alright. It is a Friday again. We're back to Friday, after all that time away. But it's time for Express Yourself. You're tuned into KDNK, Carbondale Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. And welcome to Express Yourself. It's your weekly update every Friday afternoon from 4 to 5 here on KDK with the latest and greatest on all the creative happenings up and down the Roaring Fork Valley and beyond. My name is Brian Colley, and I work with Carbondale Arts and the Carbondale Creative District. And here's what's coming up on today's show: the Carbondale Clay Center's 16th annual exhibition, Clay National, opens today at Carbondale Arts inside the Launchpad. Matthew Eames and Diane Kenny talk about this year's theme: "Say It with Clay." Towards the end of the show, stay tuned for a visit with Mezclis Social's dance founders, Claudia and Brian Paul, to talk all things Basalsa, coming up at Takaw tomorrow, Saturday. But first, I have some special guests here in the studio with me. Um, Let's see, I got my notes here. All the way from 3rd Street Center and... (laughs) and a little beyond, but I'll start with John Bruna. Hi, John. Hey, Brian. It's such a joy to be with you. Thank you so much for making time. Um, and also, I'm going to say this right, Geshe-la-Sultram? Yes. I did it. Um, and do I just call you Geshe? Geshe-la?
2: Just call- Geshe-la.
1: Geshe-la. Yeah. You You hail from the Gaden Sharts Monastery? Is that yes, Gandhi, Shart- Shart- Gandhi Monastery. Yeah. yeah, in South India. Yes, right. And tell us what's happening this week at Way of Compassion. Actually, can we take a, a bigger step or a bigger view and talk about what Way of Compassion is? Way of Compassion is the Dharma Center. Located at the Third Street Center.
3: Yeah, that's correct. Actually, the Way of Compassion Foundation is a non foundation. We oh. host the Compassion Festival, the annual Compassion oh, Festival, okay. lots of activities. We used to run the bike shop as well. Right. Uh, but part of the Way of Compassion is a Dharma Center, a Buddhist center right here that's been at the Third Street Center since 2014.
1: Wow. So, Gosh, that's almost, that's going to be like, a big yeah. anniversary coming up in a couple years. Um and let's see, it's a Buddha, Buddhist center dedicated to the cultivation of wisdom and compassion through the study of Buddhist dharma. Um, and it's, it's open to the community, I suppose.
3: Yes, we have weekly teachings every Wednesday night. We have a practice on Sundays. Once a month, we do a monthly meditation retreat. and. You know, I think the thing that's unique about our Dharma Center is we present uh, the fundamentals of Buddhist philosophy Mm -hmm. in a way that even if you're not Buddhist, you can apply them to your own life. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are of a different lineage, you know, this valley has, you know, different uh, types of Buddhism. And we really try to have a foundational approach that a lot of people who come on Wednesdays actually aren't even Buddhist. They're just applying these principles into Mm -hmm. their life. And then, of course, we've got those who are a little more focused on the path as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And Geshe-la, you're, you've come to Carbondale more than once, I imagine. You said earlier um, when we were out in the hallway, um, you were here before COVID um, for, I'm guessing, a similar maybe experience um, bringing the teachings to the community. Um, and you had a, an, uh, an event last night, and you've got two more coming up. Can you talk about what what you've been working with?
2: Uh, yeah, this is my second time. Second time, uh, okay. I, I've been here, 2019, <coughs> mm-hmm. same day, uh, Chupala Center. Oh, of course, I called his name Chupel, uh, the Tibetan name. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, I come from uh, Aspen last, you know, ten days in Aspen. They give teachings so on there. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> last night we teach or discuss about a monks' life, m- monastic monks' life, how it looks like. A lot of American people, they have no idea how it looks like a monk's life. Yeah. Therefore, last night we uh, talked about the monk's life. And tonight we are talking is compassion and uh, bodhichitta, and I will call it the Dharma uh, language, bodhichitta, uh, compassion, and so on. And tomorrow night we have what uh, we we'll call healing rituals there for public. Yeah, this is yeah. last night, uh, today, tomorrow. Okay. Schedule, yeah.
1: And this is all at the Third Street Center, right? Right at the Third Street Center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can you maybe talk about what to expect at the talk tonight and what how to find out more and what time. And
3: Yeah, so one of the things that's great about having geshe here, so Geshe is an actual title. It's a you know, degree you earn of about 20 years of college study. Wow. Uh, to wow. become an actual teacher within the Tibetan lineage, the Galuk tradition. So Geshe-le here is a Geshe. He's done those 20 years of studies. He's graduated from Ganden wow. Shartse as well as Gyume Tant- Tantric University. And so tonight he'll have the opportunity to explain how compassion, Bodhicitta, the great compassion, can be applied in our lives, you know, to really address the suffering, the struggles that so many people are going through.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to be compassionate about in the <laughs> right. world. I mean at all times, but uh, you know, the last couple of years weren't uh, they could use more compassion. Yeah, you yeah, compassion's
3: an answer, not anger and hatred. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's the talk tonight at seven. Um, but it's also online, is that right?
3: Yeah, tonight's talk, if you cannot make it in person, we do a live uh, webcast. And okay. so you're able to ask questions over online. So last night we had some people actually all the way from California, really? you know, online. And then, you know, oh, they can terrific. type in questions and Geshe can respond. So it's a real wonderful opportunity to speak to a Geshe, to ask questions that, you know, may have been bubbling up for some years and mm-hmm. have an yeah. opportunity tonight, whether online or in person.
1: And uh, Geshe La, you're also an accomplished artist, uh, which I've heard. I haven't uh, seen the work, but I, I, I know um, you do paintings and also, is it the sand mandalas?
2: Uh, yes, yes. I was young.
1: You were, okay. Uh, yeah, then
2: probably last three or four years ago, and not working not as and much. more like a painting because uh, my eyes are not good. Oh. And yeah. the problems, my back is not really good.
1: I imagine uh, with the sand mandalas. Yeah, the
2: sand mandala you see the big yeah.
3: mandala takes how many hours and
1: oh my gosh, very
3: difficult. Yeah, but anyway, he's very humble. He's <laughs> actually one of the greatest artists within the tradition, and mm-hmm. even in the monastery yeah. wow. has painted the you know, the big images within the main prayer halls and wow. uh, tanka painting, which is a very very precise art. And I've seen him do sand mandalas at the speed of two or three other monks, and the just pinpoint accuracy yeah so but he is getting a little older like me we're both we're talking about (laughs) that we're getting a little older
1: (laughs) i I get it and i i know a little bit about San mandalas because there's a lot of meaning um behind that work can you talk about i mean there's some imagery but there's also at the end because um it, it gets blown away yeah
3: (laughs) Maybe you say. Yeah. <laughs> He's turning it over to me. No.
2: He has <laughs> a good experience. Okay. Yeah. He learned a lot. Therefore, better to hear. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the creation of Samandala is to really bless an environment. So when you're creating this beautiful work of art with the sand, I mean, there's preparation, there's prayers, there's motivation, there's intention. And the idea is to bring into that sacred spot Buddhas and Bodhisattvas enlightened beings and mm-hmm. As the mandala is created day by day with that intention, with those prayers, when it's completed, as usual, it's not long. It sits mm. around for a little bit. Sure. And then there's a consecration ceremony in which <laughs> all the deities are invoked and invited into the mandala itself. And the idea yeah. is to purify and bless the environment like of Carbondale if we're doing it here. Yeah. And then, uh, ritually, the mandala is dissolved.
4: Dissolved.
3: Yeah, a lot of people say you destroy it. You don't destroy it. It takes yeah. a new form.
4: Oh, yeah. Right?
3: It's dissolved ritually. And then the sand, which is very blessed, is often handed out to people. So a lot of people oh, have really? these little bags of sand. Oh, and Really? A lot of times it's used for when people are transitioning, they're passing, Uh uh, to sprinkle a little bit on their head, at the crown of their head as a little blessing before they go. Some people bless their their yard with it. Uh, And what we do with it is, at the end, uh, pour it into a river, and then it goes into the waters, and then it spreads through the whole valley, and the blessings go for the environment. So. It doesn't get destroyed. It gets, you know, this empowered uh, throughout the whole environment of cleansing and purification. Wow,
1: I didn't, I didn't realize right. the yeah. the deeper meaning behind that. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, anything else you want to say about the artwork itself? You're not doing as much, but yeah, I, I, I'm just I fascinated. Like
2: to, uh, I would like to say tonight, topic. <clears throat> I'm really uh, happy. Or oh, thank you for Jupiter. Uh, he picked up the, the topic. Uh, this topic today, we need everyone. that topic not for Buddhist, mm-hmm. compassion, love, and kindness, tolerance. If you are believe believer or not, if you're religion person or not, everyone we need equally. And a lot of people think of the compassion part of the you know religion, but that's not mm-hmm. compassion, love, and kind. Everyone we can do. Right. Because only religion cannot serve all of humanity. We have how many people? There are, for example, like more than one billion people they're not you know believer. They're mm-hmm. also they're looking for happiness or the peace or the same like same thing like us. Sure. But they like compassion, love and kind of tolerance same. But yeah. that one we teach uh, anyway that's what two another I really like it very much. Yeah, where I go uh, where I teach a lot I teach like that kind of thing. So that's uh, very
1: nice Love and kindness. Yeah. I mean that the fundamental human right basically. Yeah. Yeah, right. everyone needs that. That's beautiful. Um, and then tomorrow evening um, at seven PM, I'm not sure how to say this word. Vajradharan. That's the word. Yeah. Can you talk about that? It's a healing ritual, but uh, what is what is that about?
2: That's a Sanskrit language, Indian, oh. ancient Indian Sanskrit language, actually like a healing Buddha. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So the understanding uh, within a Buddhist. Uh, philosophy and framework is that you know we're uh we're subject to karma so we have karmic imprints through us and uh as a result of our karmic imprints we have the body that we have you know mm. in the way that we show up and mm. uh that we can work on a more subtle level to purify and cleanse karmic imprints especially those that are preventing us from being healthy mm-hmm. and so this is a healing ritual one, which uh geshe who's been through Gimay uh, Tantric University, will invoke the ritual that has been transmitted yeah. to actually do a uh, karmic cleansing of wow. everyone in the room. And so there's wow. three stages of cleansing that will take place. And uh, it's an incredible ritual. When I was on tour with uh, the monks for years, uh, you know, we've done hundreds and hundreds of them. And fascinating to me to come back a year later to see someone who had done that and what's happened. Wow. I met this one guy who even stopped having seizures. Different things have happened. Really? Some people just have a more subtle experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I once saw a guy thrown up in a trash can after like all this mucus. Wow. And, and then, you know, he was like so much better the next week.
1: Just to purify. So, yeah, purification. a purification,
3: a cleansing that takes place. And so really a uh, potent ritual.
1: Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Sounds yeah, like it.
3: open to everyone,
1: and uh, obviously that one's not offered online. That is only in person because, for obvious kind of reasons, right? You need yeah. to be yeah. in person yeah. for that. Yeah, one. Um, and it's a donation basis. Uh, the proceeds go to support a monastery that you're working. Yeah, in. yes. Can you talk about that project at all?
2: Uh, we um, build a monastery prayer hall, mm-hmm. and that's what all the donation going to the monastery. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's really difficult these days, you know, to maintain a school and education mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for monastics, especially with Tibetans in exile these days. And um, so the opportunities, you know, Geshe has just devoted his time. He's gone on tour just to offer these things so that he could support other monks. I see. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the offerings, donations. By the way, you don't have to come to make a donation. Just go online. There we go. And
1: uh, and what's your website uh, since you're talking about it?
3: W O C D C. Dot org. Dot org. That's short for Way of Compassion Dharma Center, W-O-C-D-C.org.
1: Mm-hmm. And you are on tour right now, it sounds like. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. just
3: came from Aspen. He'll be going to Peonia. Oh, okay. Next. And yeah. then on to Gunnison, I believe, yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Oh, like a little... Uh-huh. Roaring sure. Fork, North Fork Valley yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And Within the one month, uh, yeah. Great. Well, and you're just here for tonight's event at 7 and then tomorrow... Seven. They're also. both at seven. Um, and the Third Street Center. You guys are. um Is there? A, how do we find you at the Third Street Center?
3: Yeah, we're going to be right in the main Calloway Room. Right okay. as you walk in the doors. Our our little center. Probably. You know. We wanted a little bigger
1: space, sure. so we're going to use the Calloway Room tonight. Perfect. Anything else you want to say on the radio waves? You've got everyone's attention. Just in case.
2: Um. Yeah, I would like to say everyone today. Uh. So many diffi- well, we have had many difficult challenges. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be, you know, patient and understand each other,
4: mm-hmm.
2: respect each other. That's very important. It doesn't matter if you're a practitioner or not, you're a spiritual person or not. And that's what I would like to say. Yeah, maybe be you something lo- like
3: Yeah, what a great message that, you know, the thing to remember is we're all in this together. And, you know, it's so easy to point the finger at someone who doesn't think like you or act like you and, you know, think they're the problem. You know, and maybe uh, the problem is we're not trying to communicate better and understand that all of us are, uh, you know, from wherever we're standing from, however we are raised, whatever our situation, that other person, whatever they're saying, makes sense to them based on how Mm -hmm. they were raised based on whether they were hugged or not hugged and yeah you know and the real understanding is underneath those outer uh circumstances you know i think we all would like to have healthy children a safe environment good education Mm -hmm. sometimes people have different methods of of how to achieve that Mm -hmm. but if we can remember underneath that maybe we can have a better dialogue about how to move forward Mm -hmm. and i think some of that will be a bit of the talk tonight
1: beautiful and what a way what a better way to say it than the way of compassion just following that that direction yeah so, well an honor to meet you thank you, thank you. and thank, thank you, you john friend. bruna you. for being here thank, thank you it's, it's a such pleasure. a
2: joy to have, <clears> throat> have, throat> have throat> the throat> opportunity yeah thank you I sailed a wild, wild sea Climbed
0: up a tall, tall mountain I met an old, old man beneath the weeping willow tree He said, now if you got some questions Go and lay them at my feet But my time here is brief So you'll have to pick just three And I said, what do you do With the pieces of a broken heart? And how can a man Like me, remain in the light And if life is really as short as they say Then why is the night so long? And then the sun went down And he sang for me this song See, I once was a young fool like you Afraid to do the things that I knew I had to do So I played an escapade just like you I played an escapade just like you I sailed a wild, wild sea Climbed up a tall, tall mountain I met an old, old man He sat beneath a sapling tree He said, now if you got some questions Go and lay them at my feet But my time here is brief so You'll have to pick just three And I said, what do you do with the pieces of broken heart?
1: again to John Bruna and geshe Soltram for making an appearance and joining us on KDNK. You are tuned in to Express Yourself on KDNK Carbondale Community Access Radio. Up next is a conversation I had on Tuesday with Diane Kenny, the founder of the Carbondale Clay Center, and Matthew Eames, the studio and gallery manager, I believe. And because... Tonight is the opening of the Clay National, so here is our conversation. I am sitting here in the pre-record studio, the production room at KD&K, with two very fine people from the Carbondale Clay Center. Could you introduce yourselves, please?
5: Hi, I'm Diane Kenny, and I'm an official cheerleader of the
4: Carbondale Clay Center.
1: Cheerleader. <laughs> I think there's more to the story. Yeah, about.
4: Diane's also the founding director of the Clay Center. She's the juror yeah. for the Clay National of this year's exhibition, which is Clay National 16. Mm-hmm. And I'm Matthew Eames. I'm the studio and gallery manager.
1: And the Clay Center is turning 25 this year. It was founded in 1997. And wow, 25 years. How does that feel, Diane, to just watch this organization grow and grow?
5: It feels fast and exciting. Yeah. And it was, yes, it's 25 years since we actually started it, mm-hmm. and but it was brewing for a while on the stove of In clay, the cal- clay <laughs> soup or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was preheating, shall we say, yeah. for a number of years of me being just kind of nosy around town to ask people what they thought if Mm -hmm. something like this could
1: happen. And and it's happening. And not only is it happening, this is also the 16th year of the Clay National Show. Do you guys know anything about the history about how that started?
5: I know a little. I know that um, it was because of Kay Cesar and um, Sarah Moore were the co-directors at that time and they Mm -hmm. started it. And in the early years, I think they worked a lot with whoever was one of the teaching artists that year at Anderson Ranch so oh, that okay. they could jury it and uh-huh. um, attract possibly a different batch of artists. Yeah, And that has evolved over the years with the ongoing evolution of directors. So different people jury it every single year.
1: And I remember in 2016, six years ago, Carbondale Arts partnered with the Carbondale Clay Center to bring in Clay National um, with, I think, juror Chris Gustin. Yes, you're correct. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we had it in both galleries. Yeah. Yep. It
1: was like an intimacy uh, with scale. scale. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's right. Um, But this year it's called Say It With Clay. How did that theme come about?
5: Well, this is pretty silly, but I grew up in a family of florists. And the theme for FTD, Floral Telegraphic Delivery, was say it with flowers. Uh. And it just hit me one day to say it with clay. And the fact that clay is such a magical uh, multi-use, it's so full of surprises. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. you can say just about anything with clay. And I didn't want to restrict it. They gave me the permission and license to make it the parameters of whatever I thought Mm -hmm. I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, I don't like fences.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't (laughs) fence me in. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And the Clay Center over the past 25-plus years, I feel like just the clay community has grown and just, I don't know, the reach that you have and the relationships that you've built over the past 25-plus years. Just looking at the boxes when we were unpacking today seeing stuff from California, New Mexico, and beyond, it's just such a reach. And to get artists all over the country interested in being part of this Clay National show is really astounding to me.
4: It's, it's just a lot of time, a lot of hard work, but yeah. it's really exciting every it's year. <clears throat> you know, um, a big portion is going to INSECA, which is our national clay conference. Right. Um, and we advertise heavily there. But um, starting with Diane and coming all the way to today, um, you know, we just continue to engage universities, schools, mm-hmm. um, different artists from around the country, mm-hmm. um, spread the word about the program, and it's amazing how it catches fire.
5: Yeah. Well, from the beginning, we wanted the Carbondale Clay Center on our little main street. We wanted, I wanted it to have a national uh, one-foot in the national ceramic world, which is a huge, I think of it as a tribe. Mm -hmm. It's a tribal Mm -hmm. community and they have tribal rituals. And uh, over the years, the way to make that um, value <laughs> happened was uh, through the residency program, right. and as Matt says, right. participating in that national conference.
1: Yeah, I, I've always kind of been um, envious of that yeah. that ritual you're talking about. You're all going through the same process. You're making work, you're learning, and then you're losing it. And mm-hmm. you know that whole um, just process and the growth that you experience as a clay artist. I feel is. Just a uniting bond mm-hmm. between everyone. Yeah. You kind of get it. You see the work and you know what somebody's gone through yeah. when they brought it.
4: Yeah, there's something about clay that needs a community. You can, but you, you it's not as accessible to do clay on your own, mm. to try to just make it all work for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you need a facility. You might need kilns. You might need yeah. um, <clears throat> wheels and anything else that, you know, sometimes it's just really hard for a young artist to come by. Mm-hmm. And I think that just creates an almost immediate bond Mm -hmm. in addition to going through the tumultuous experience of working with clay. Exactly. So, yeah.
5: (laughs) There's an element of suffering.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gloves for punishment. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
5: And so we've shared that. And uh, more than one of us has stared into a bright kill at two in the morning praying for those cones, which yeah, is how you right? measure temp to bend and please. <laughs> so, but it's like an intense hut trip with someone. It's yeah. you have that bond afterwards mm. yeah. and, and that frame the of shared reference. Experience mm-hmm. and, oh my gosh. And you talk about things you wouldn't normally eat. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. During the day. <laughs> yeah, of
1: course. Let's dive into a little bit about this show. How many entries did you receive? And I want to talk to Diane about what it was like to jury yeah, all of those entries. Yeah, So
4: roughly just some stats. We had a little over 120 works. Okay. Um about like
1: entered into like like the application yeah, so, process. So people can right. enter
4: um, their submission. They can put three up to three works in mm-hmm. if they so choose. Some people put one, some people put two, a mm-hmm. majority put three in. And so we had about 50, somewhere in that zone, 50, 55 artists apply for a total of over 120, somewhere 120, 130 works. We accepted about a third of the works, so somewhere around 45. Mm -hmm. And then um, including our invited artists, which is a little separate kind of part of the show, we invite certain artists that kind of embody the jurors' uh, mentality towards the show. Um, with those, we, there's a little over thirty artists in the, in the okay. show. Okay,
1: how did you, how did you do with paring everything down? What, did you have a process in mind, or
4: well,
5: you hard? know, it it was pretty organic. I have to say, we quickly made up a system mm-hmm. of one to five. <laughs> Oh, okay. I terrible like one and it was actually I hate to say it but no I don't it was fun <laughs> it was that's fun it, it was a little painful at the at the end you kind of hate to say no to anybody
1: Was there any like criteria you were specifically looking for I don't know if you saw the names of the artists I, I wonder if that was like a secret
5: Yeah it was blind during. and mm-hmm. and I we both that's the way it should be done and was yeah. done and that that was good so But the criteria, I was thinking about that today, driving down here, Uh that, um, you know, it it wasn't anything specific. It wasn't, say, we're only going to do wood-fired work or Mm -hmm. we only want porcelain or we only want um, high-fire work. It Mm -hmm. was, as the title said, it was open, say it with clay, whatever they wanted. But words like... Um, integrity, uh, integrity of form, um, mastering of the materials or, mm-hmm. or surprise materials, but still um, the whole range, you know, it could be bright red or earth brown. But so we didn't have a particular aesthetic in mind. And it also includes both some sculptural pieces and mm-hmm. some functional. And uh, we just wanted to give clay itself a chance to show off yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think it's doing I think that. so
1: too, I would say so, just getting yeah. to see the works coming out of the boxes and just yeah. the ooing and the awing and <laughs> I, I got I'm pretty excited,
4: and we did a, we I think you did a great job in showing off the variety of options mm-hmm. that clay can display. There's a little bit of everything like that in this show,
5: and I think it's safe to say too, that we didn't necessarily or I, I didn't choose work that i love and like Hmm. and would want to have in my kitchen Hmm. or on my in my house Mm -hmm. but it we looked for work i I was looking for work that i could appreciate the virtuosity of it and um the not just the effort but the success that a successful piece and it wasn't to do so much with what i just what i like you know i i knew what i was looking for without yeah. words but you, you want the structure the bones of the piece to be well made and you can't put a lovely glaze on a on a pot that's bad form
4: mm-hmm.
5: like if it's a lidded piece does it work does does <laughs> that look like something <laughs> you would want to reach for and handle and and now in real life you think <laughs> let's feel it you yeah. know
1: Real quick, do you want to talk about any of the, the seven invited artists you mm-hmm. are including?
5: It's a real mix, and some, I confess, are people I've known in the field a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'll just mention a couple. And um, like Barbara Hoffman is uh, in Denver, and she fired with Peggy Malloy, who oh, was yeah. my kill partner for, for years mm-hmm. until the Clay Center kind of interfered. And then she came... Um, And fired with Peggy up at Peggy's place. Mm -hmm. And she makes just gorgeous pots. She's been not highly recognized in the bigger world, but she's a uh, great—anyway, she's great. And then Wesley Anderegg, He was a resident at Anderson Ranch probably 30 years ago. And he they have a winery in California and his wife and do a lot of different things. But he makes these hilarious, kind of sarcastic, just— so comedic uh, interesting hand built sculptors and uh, figurative and uh, I just like his work so much and he said yes I was so honored by the way that everybody said yes Blair Merrifield has been uh, he's a former Coloradan I think probably moving back this way from Sawatch and he does Soto fired work Hmm. and for a while he was firing with Allison Severance Cole who does what I call juicy pots, and mm-hmm. uh, very generous with the clay, leaves a lot of marks, and oh. and just lets the <clears throat> the <of> the clay <laughs> come through. And yeah. uh, Lynn Smyser Bowers is known for her use of color and decorative work. Although these days she's mostly in a drawing club, like someone else oh, I really? know. Yes, yeah, yes, in Dallas area, but. <laughs> um, but she's saved a piece to submit, to to send to us.
4: Um, you got Stuart. Kind of Stuart Gare yeah. and Sam Harvey. Yeah. I believe right. are the other two.
5: Yeah. Stuart was um, teaching and in town at the Clay Center for a co- last couple years. He's mm-hmm. no longer here. But um, yeah. his pots are here.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm glad he's part of it, too. And, and I saw Sam Harvey's uh, got like a shelf piece, I think. Yeah,
4: where... he's got a... A funky sculpture that's intriguing. Yeah, <laughs> it said, okay. A ball and chain kind of thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it
5: just came. It, anyway, I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Um, there are also some awards as part of this show. Yes. Do you have any background on and how that's going to work with them? Um, I think there's three different categories. There's three
4: different categories. So um, on Friday when we have our opening, which is Friday at, at the Launchpad, uh, August 19th, 6 to 8 p.m., be there at B-Square. Nice. Um, uh we will um decide um one as Diane being the juror will decide on best in show Ooh. um there's lots of pressure there no pressure yeah. <laughs> um uh and then the staff um the six or seven of us or however many we decided are there that day i guess yeah. <laughs> um, uh will also uh vote and the highest voted piece um will also receive an award um and then we will have a running um award throughout the month and a uh, half mm-hmm. six almost a six week show we'll have a running award on online where um anyone can um can vote for their favorite piece and that piece that receives the most number of votes will um also win an award so we have a $500 a 250 and a $100 award so for jurors, best in show kind of thing is yeah. 500 p- staff 250 yeah. and people's is
1: 100. Yeah. The Clay National 16, Say It With Clay, opens uh, Friday night. There's a talk at 630, um, so don't miss the talk. Mm-hmm. And the show is up through September 30th Correct. at the launch pad. open weekdays 10 to 5. Yeah. Um, you can learn more at carbondaleclay.org Correct. or carbondalearts.com um, to preview works and purchase online. You can also take a virtual tour um, coming soon of the space and read about all the participating artists. Anything else you want to throw out there? I know the Clay Center is busy this year because the 25th. I know you've got settings coming up. Diane, you've got a solo show yeah. opening up yeah. yeah, at the Clay Center. And
5: Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah.
4: So, yeah, we've got lots of upcoming events. Um, it's We're excited. It's a it's lot of very,
5: fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Clay Center, I must say, it, you know, it's like – kid to me, sort of, and um, I'm so proud of them and the work you guys are doing, and um, this whole year, they decided in advance to have shows up and down the valley and just kind of wake up Carbondale a little bit about, hey, we're here, and we've been here 25 years, and we're growing, and... We love you and need your support and all that. And yeah. the overarching theme for all the shows is the makings of Carbondale Clay. And yeah. so they've had different shows up at CMC and throughout the valley. So it's it's very exciting.
1: Well, I love the the Carbondale Clay Center, and I'll – I'll hopefully take a class this winter. We'll tell
4: you when the link goes okay, out. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> First day. <laughs> well,
1: thank you Matt, thank you Diane. It a pleasure thank to you see very you guys. Much, Brian. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Thanks for having us.
1: It here, the Clay National starts tonight. So get over there in about oh, an hour and a half. Starts at six, talk at six thirty. Right now, boom. Got three special guests in the studio with me here to talk about all things basalsa. Basalsa. Can you go around and just say hi and uh and say your names and uh we'll just go from there.
6: Woohoo! Basalsa, I'll start. <laughs> this is Claudia representing mezcla Socials.
7: And Brian Paul, representing Mesca Socials.
8: Yes. My name is Edwin Rivera, and I am one of the invited guests for this incredible event that's happening this weekend.
1: Oh, it's happening. Yay. Um, And I've read a little bit, and I saw you, Claudia, the other day to talk about what's happening. It's all at Taka in Willits, um, and it's like an inside-outside starting at noon and just goes and goes into the night.
6: Exactly. So this wonderful venue is also the entity that is putting on the event. They're bringing us us in as partners, Mm -hmm. as well as the Buddy Program. Mm -hmm. And together we are putting this event starting at noon. There's going to be activities for the kiddos. Uh, There's going to be indoor adult classes for dancing on the hour, every hour for Ah. three hours. And then outdoors, we'll also have an African class african dance class for the kiddos at two as well as a special kids area that will be hosted by the buddy program where they will be doing some crafts and art as well as actively working on partnering buddies with potential oh, youth cool.
1: yes. yeah so you can partner up and dance or you partner up with the buddy Exactly. That's a cool, yeah. <laughs> that's a cool thing. We oh. are
6: going to have a bit of a break between the classes during the day and the activities, maybe mm-hmm. about an hour. And then we'll start again with a smaller class to sort of introduce the social at night. Mm-hmm. And that'll start at 8. Mm-hmm. And then the social officially starts at
1: 9. Okay. I want to back up because I should have asked you about Mescla Social's dance and how that happened. How, how did this form? It's been around since 2015, I think. Is that right? Yes, that's Maybe correct. Before?
6: 2015. Yeah. So, yes. Talk about
1: that. Awesome. That well, evolution. thank you.
6: We have been um, dance lovers for a very long time mm-hmm. um, when in our own lives separately, and we've had experiences in different ways. When we became a couple, uh, before 2015, we actually met on the dance floor. It was one wow. salsa night that uh, Brian and I met. We danced the night away, and there was no turning back. After oh. that, <laughs> we decided to go to a Bachata Fest uh, in Hawaii for our honeymoon, wow. and we were absolutely hooked. And we wanted to bring that feeling to the to the valley, the community dancing together regardless of levels regardless of walk of life and so we've been working really hard at making that same feeling happen in the right. valley since 2015 so we've been doing classes and socials mm-hmm. ever since mm-hmm. and now we have a wonderful opportunity to do bigger events like this one like Pasasa.
7: We found ourselves traveling outside the Valley to dance, going to different places, going to Hawaii, going to the Dominican Republic, just going to Denver even, uh, just finding a place to dance. And we thought we need to bring that experience home to the Valley. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's been our goal. Totally. And Basalsa has been around a little bit longer, but you're kind of bringing more life into it again. Is that right?
6: Yes, that's actually – a good description of it I suppose in 2009 to 2000 excuse me 2008 to 2010 oh, okay. uh, Pete mcBride along with uh, the town of basalt right he had this idea of bringing people together on sort of a street dance same vision bringing community together just to yeah. dance and enjoy so they did this street dance called basalsa for three consecutive years and it was along with river days at the time mm-hmm. so it kind of was treated as as one portion of it Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, with a Basalt Chamber, we were fortunate enough to be, be invited in, along with Taka, mm-hmm. to bring it back and revive it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did it again. This is our third year doing it. Wow.
1: All right. And now, time to talk to Edwin, <laughs> which yeah! uh, I, I've only read a little bit of your bio, but it is very impressive. Um, you were born and raised in, in the Bronx, New York. Um, you're of Puerto Rican descent. And you're one of the most influential artists in today's Latin dance and music scene. Is what yeah. I've read. About yes, you. yes, yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> and what what's your connection? How did you how do you know these fine folks? And we
8: met. I met this incredible couple at that Hawaii festival in Maui, yeah. wow. where they were celebrating their um, their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had an instant connection because I'm all about I'm I'm all about the love. Right, we do it for the love, sure. and this was their vision. You know, they 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 wanted to really change people's lives through 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 this culture, through this music, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's what I'm about. You know, I've I've never done this because I expected something in return financially. Mm-hmm. I, I only did it because I just I, I wanted to change someone's life the same way my life was changed. So to meet people like that, which you rarely do, you know, it's it's just oh my God, we have the same vision. We have. What do you need? How can I help? Please. Let's 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 talk about it, you know?
1: Wow. And what's your what's your background? How did you get into the salsa and dance and music world?
8: My yourself? mother forced me. My mother forced <laughs> me. You okay. know, my mother. <laughs> my mother my, 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 my That's a good mom. No, my mom, you know, my mom yeah. forced me. I was uh I was Getting lost in the streets of the Bronx, New York, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's what typically happens when you're in the Bronx. And you know, a lot of kids who are young and they don't have extracurricular activities around them. And we come from a low-income family, mm-hmm. and your parents are busy working, and you're like left to do nothing but get in trouble. So my mom was like, "Okay, that's it. No more getting in trouble." I took karate class one day. At oh. That she sent me to at Engle. The neighbor saw me. In the corners of the street, doing something I wasn't supposed to do, yeah. and my mom came downstairs and chased me with a broom and said, <laughs> "I trusted you to go to karate class. Now I don't trust you, and you're going to do something that I've always wanted to do, and that's dance salsa." Wow! And what a
1: punishment, though.
4: Yeah, what I thought, <laughs> you
8: know, it, you know, it was that or military school; those were the options. So I, I chose. See. So I chose salsa, and uh it changed my life. Now I'm, I'm honored that. Blessed that I get to take my mom around the world with me on my trips, and she gets to experience uh, her son's success. So I owe it all to my mom and all my dad and my dad.
1: That's so beautiful! Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, this is that's what sa- this is
8: what th- this is what salsa does. You know, people think that you know there's a, a misconception of oh, well, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's bigger than just a couple dance. Mm-hmm. It, it literally it literally is life changing. You know, it just it just brings this positive alter ego out of you that you never thought you had, Mm. you know, and and, and this this is no longer, we were talking about this this morning, this is no longer something for Hispanic people. It isn't, you know, you you go to Japan, it's one of the biggest salsa festivals in the world, you know, yes, you know, they're they're, they're walking up in their kimonos and taking it off and they got a salsa dress underneath ready to go. No kidding. Night ends, they put their kimono back and they go back home, you know, same thing in Europe, the best salsa festivals are in Croatia. The biggest one is in Croatia. So it's no longer uh, a, a, a Hispanic thing. It's for everybody. And that's what this community, is, this community is
1: about. What do you think it is about salsa in particular that does that? That is, is transforming into like a world language that brings people together?
6: Connection connection. And the connection. And the in the yeah. joy. I think yeah. being able to communicate through your body, m- huh. bodies moving together, regardless of language, background, and uh, level of uh, experience, it's just beautiful. Being able to trust in one another and surrender mm. your mm. control as a human of your body and what you're doing, moving rhythmically, it's, it's just a wonderful experience. And you get hooked. You just do.
8: Yeah. And, and, and to add to that, it's also... Like there's a lot of people that don't that are super shy, you know they're super shy um they might have a few self esteem issues, and this thing you know we don't judge anybody you know this is not a, a prejudiced community we welcome everybody all colors all shapes, mm-hmm. so when you come into something like that and you feel like you're not being judged and you feel like you can be yourself, that's what's the most addicting thing about this you know you, you 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 discover a family you wish you had that you never have, and now
7: you're a part of it. Wow. In case you haven't noticed, I'm not Latin. No! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I get called Blanquito. I get called the Gringo. I get called a lot of things. But I love the salsa dance, and, and, it's, and especially bachata. That's my favorite all-time Latin dance. But um, it's just, for me, we went to the Dominican Republic, and the people were just so loving and so welcoming that— I said, I want to bring that experience to our students. I want to share that kind of love, that kind of openness, that, like, like Edwin was saying, where there's no judgment, that everybody's open and everybody's free to just have a
1: good time. So
7: that's what we hope to bring to the, to the valley. And
1: I've watched the two of you dance and, and for events and things like that, and I can see the, the communication and the, and the trust and, and, and all that, what you've talked about coming through. It's beautiful. Um, So what you've all been saying is a really good plug for people to go (laughs) out tomorrow night or during the days. It's all day. It's It's all all 12 to
6: to to midnight,
1: 2 in the morning. It's scheduled 12
6: (laughs) to 7, and then uh, quote-unquote break 7 to 8, and then 8 class, and then 9 social starting dj rivera rhythm yeah. first and then a live salsa band first time ever wow. at one of these type of events wow. it's live very thing. important for us to highlight that because there's been a lot of bands that have been brought out here for the bigger festivals in aspen that a lot of times are not accessible to mm-hmm. the community and for me that's been uh, just a a part that hurts my heart because I know that a lot of people in this valley wish they could go to those concerts, but sure. either they can not afford it or they're working when it happens. Sure. And so the fact that we are able to bring this with this wonderful partners this year is just incredible. It's a beautiful band from Denver, and they're called Orquesta La Brava.
1: And in case we haven't mentioned, this whole thing is free. I was going to say. So we better good. say that. Wow.
7: <laughs> yeah, we might want to mention that. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, so let's just... Can I just go over the the overall like program you kind of mentioned at the beginning, but I feel like now maybe people have like sparked their interest. Yes. Uh, you've got like food trucks and kids activities, dance lessons, <laughs> afternoon, barefoot bachata. Is that the word you That's said? So I like bachata. Social outside. Um, but there's, a, there's classes on the hour, it looks like.
6: Yes. We start at For- 1.00. With mezcla, we'll be teaching a bachata class, and then we'll have uh, this lovely couple from Denver, Fafa and Amina, Uh who are now famous in the valley because we brought them out a number of times Uh to teach salsa. And then after that, we have the lovely Edwin and Erica teaching a little more salsa. And then after that, it's when we're doing the barefoot bachata outdoors. So there's chances to either catch a class or just come and enjoy when we're all dancing together.
1: Wow. Mm Something for everyone. And, I mean, classes are free. Classes is to come just learn and... And meet your future
8: wife or future husband. <laughs> you never know. Seriously. You know,
1: I, I, I,
8: I, my wife, I met through here and I have a beautiful baby. So, oh. you know, and, oh. and this beautiful couple, you that's know, this is what this community does. And obviously, I'm just joking, but that's not the intention, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> you, you know, you'll... you'll there's just friendships to be created uh, there. There's just people that you'll meet that will stay in your heart forever, you know. And all my friendships were built through this community. Um, and again, I'm super lucky to meet uh, people like Brian and Claudia, uh, where we get to share this passion. You know, I'm, 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 our cultures are, you know, if, if you were to ask that we would. If you were to tell us when we were, you know, growing up that we would be friends, I would tell you, no, our our cultures are different. We're raised in different places. There's no way. And yet, because of salsa, because of bachata, Mm -hmm. because of Latin dancing, you know, we're super close and uh, we're able to inspire people and inspire people this weekend.
1: You're just warming my heart so much. I have to
6: say, we were so inspired by Edwin. And for us, this is a huge milestone to be able to bring him out here. So thank you, Edwin, for... Taking us on because I know that you have a very busy, busy year, and I just want to re repeat again how amazing this opportunity is to learn from Edwin and Erica. They are world renowned, they are incredible artists, music creators. Uh, He creates his own events, he's an MC. He creates music. What doesn't he do? But also, Very more cute. importantly, he's all about heart. Both yes. he and Erica. And that's the thing that connected us from day one. Yes.
7: I can yes. see it. For us, it's Christmas in August. Is what <laughs> oh, oh, that's salsa. Thank you. That's salsa. Uh, yeah. I would like Edwin to share more, though, about Fania and about uh, his special surprise. Special yeah. surprise.
8: Yeah, yeah. So Fania Records, Fania All Stars, they were the creators of Salsa Music. A man by the name of Johnny Pacheco. Uh, of Dominican descent, and Jerry Masucci, of Jewish-Italian descent, had an idea to bring the best Latin musicians together in New York. And they it's like the baseball or basketball all-star team. And they formed this band and they were called the Final All-Stars. They were the first Latin band to sell out stadiums all over the world. Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium, uh, soccer stadiums, you, you name it. So this band was created in 1965 uh, uh, in New York City. So I now, the record label continues. It's under a, uh, a record label called Concord Records. They purchased a whole catalog of Fania Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- some of the musicians are still with us today. Some of them have passed on. Um, they were, they were th- this was the Motown of Latin music. And so now I, I, I am a, I'm a content producer for this record label. I'm the first, myself and my wife, are the first Latin dancers ever signed to the label. And um, we did a, a wonderful project that you could check it out on YouTube called uh, We Love to See You Dance, where it's 10 lessons, free salsa oh, lessons cool. on YouTube, learn yeah. how to dance salsa. And then my relationship with this label just, just grew. And we were just creating and going back and forth. And I had this idea that I wanted to recreate the song that officially formed the Final All Stars. It was called Quítate Tu Papo en el In English, it means take yourself off so I could put myself on. And the best salsa singers would come out and they would just improvise on the mic. And when they finished, okay, get out. It's my turn. Now I'm Uh going to go and improvise, Uh right? So the track was made in 1971 uh, in New York City. And one of the singers uh, on the first verse of that track, his his name is Adalberto Santiago, which... We, to meet <laughs> we got Brian and Claudia. Got to, to meet, meet in Maui. In Maui. <laughs> <laughs> So he's 85 years old. Yeah. And uh I I got the the rights for the song. Uh, and I wanted to do a trap version, a Latin trap mix it with cha-cha-cha. And I wanted to bring two of the biggest reggaeton artists in the world right now. Uh, Yango, Yango Flow who has wow. the number 1 stream song of all time with Bad Bunny called Safira in Spotify. And then John Z, who's a new generation in the urban world, so I wanted to bridge these three generations because, in order for the kids to fall in love with salsa, we gotta we gotta we gotta go to their level. Mm-hmm. We gotta, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, introduce this to the type of music they're listening to, mm-hmm. and the type of music that a lot of kids are listening to is a lot of urban music, Bad Bunny, you know, Rau Alejandro, mm-hmm. even a Drake, right? So I just came up with this crazy concept, and I'm crazy like that. And I wanted to Yay, bring Adalberto <laughs> Santiago, and I wanted to get Yango Flo, and I wanted to get John Z, and I wanted to put him on a song together. Wow. And Quítate is the 2022 20, version, 51 years later. The original singer of that song is on this new version mm-hmm. with these two huge urban superstars.
1: Well we are gonna we're gonna kinda close the show out with this song, but it's it's this is the first time, am I, I right? this first is this
8: is somebody. the first time it's playing in a radio station. Wow here. ever. So it doesn't drop
6: you're doing an actual <laughs> it drops Friday.
7: Yeah, next Friday.
8: An actual
6: <laughs> It's actually gonna come out next Friday. Next Friday, Friday right? everybody. Like, for absolutely. The
8: world. Absolutely. Next Friday, August twenty sixth. Um and August twenty sixth was the actual day 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 of when the song was recorded oh, in nineteen seventy one. Wow. So, so really you know, a lot of, yeah a lot of a lot of obstacles kept delaying the song mm-hmm. right and yeah. i didn't see the big picture
1: yeah.
8: whatever powers that be wanted this song to release on the day that it was actually recorded in 1971 so check it out it'll be on spotify it'll be on tidal it'll be on all music streaming platforms and it's called Ter. q u i t a t e and listeners out there i hope you enjoy it and um yeah y que
1: viva la salsa Turn it up and we'll see you tomorrow at Excellent. the car. Thank you Mr. for having us. Thank you Thank guys. You. Thank you.
0: Llegó tarde Prendemos en todos lados No importa en qué lugares Me quieren en todos lados el Ciervito me dice No pare. No. Socio, quítate tú mi actitud La pan y anda con los nudistas Me quiero a Alberto Santiago Todavía cogiendo you.